0: school each Sunday night. I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial
1: Joseph, in Diglio. Way back in high school, most every night, my mom watched QVC, so I missed the practice. practice. There was no TiVo, what could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat, then stream
0: the A season recap for only six episodes. I
1: Six episodes, 10 listens, and 57 cents. Out
0: of practice! Welcome to Out of Practice Podcast, our season one recap episode. I am your host, Keith Varney, and we are here with Michael Indeglio. And where in the world is
1: Mike Indeglio today? I am in... someplace in Nebraska... You don't even remember. You don't even know what town you're in. No, I'm at a Days Inn off I eighty in uh, storm-ridden Nebraska. I believe that's called living the dream. <laughs> some some would say. <laughs> and you are. And I, I have to. I have to say, uh, this is our first podcast with an audience. That's true. My British roommate is uh, wearing headphones. Uh, very expensive. So as not to hear us. Yes, he's being very polite. Very nice.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I, I I love it when our first audience member has headphones, not to make sure they know what's going on, so that they don't hear what we're doing.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I gave a very uh, liberal recollection of what this show is about. I made it sound very funny.
0: Oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, I, I heard somewhere, I think somebody called you a comedian in the pilot, yeah, if, somewhere. We're doing, if we're recapping our first season.
1: Yes, that's true. I, I believe I've been promoted to a comedian. I'm no longer actor yeah, singer. Uh, I'm an actor singer I think, actor, I think singer, if we comedian. had our our
0: biggest regrets of the season. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's never gonna leave, is it? That's never going away. <laughs>
0: never, ever, ever. Well, I'll tell you, my biggest regret realizing that I never say how to contact us until oh. like. The tag. So no one has been, no one has heard our contact info. So let's pretend like I'm a professional podcaster, which I am now. Mm-hmm. 57 cents. Thank yep. you. Uh,
1: if people wanted to contact us, how would they do so? Well, there are two main points of contact, Keith. You could write yeah. us at out of practice podcast at gmail.com, and I highly recommend you do that. You could, oh, definitely. You could also Be- find us on any of your favorite podcast hosting services Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Uh, anchor.fm you could google stuff yeah all those things and spotify yeah leave us a review and we'll read that on the air or yeah leave you could check out our blog that our one entry blog
0: I, I, it has at least four entries, thank you very much. It just hasn't had any entries in the last
1: three weeks. That's right, we're still getting up to speed. We're still getting up to yeah, speed. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, you know, you're you're off and wherever
1: you are at any given moment, and I'm, I'm doing a workshop, I'm busy. I know. know, we're busy people, but I'm coming home in two weeks, and I promise things are looking up from there.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> and there's a lot up, there's a lot above us. <laughs> yes. to-
1: the headroom is ample, some we would say. Ha-
0: we have not broken the glass ceiling. So, uh,
1: so, and we'll learn to not talk over each other. That's the other thing we're working on.
0: What, talking over each other? Is that a problem? Uh, uh, maybe. I may- actually think we shouldn't talk. No. Maybe. I'm sorry, I'm just being a dick.
1: So, so, because Keith is uh, knee-deep in a reading of his piece, and I am on the road living a luxurious lifestyle at the Days Inn here in Nebraska.
0: we decided- In unnamed town, Nebraska.
1: And since I had a little flood trouble that kept me from our regular scheduled podcast time, we've decided to maybe... Recap season one briefly, just so that we, our avid listener, can uh, have something to for his commute to work this week. So we're gonna just recap season one, play all of our little tunes, and uh, talk about what season two might have in store, and then uh, we'll call it. A, we'll call it a week.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I I did homework for this here recap episode. I for the first time in my life listened to some of our podcast i.e. like the last 10 minutes so i have our definitive rankings our most valuable lawyers our best actors and our number of spare tires for each episode uh and so i thought it would be a fun thing to uh assign a most valuable lawyer best actor and ratings
1: for the entire season oh yeah and i feel like we should probably while we're at it play all of the bumpers so we should have just go through every segment and just get it done
0: Oh okay. All right. Well, let's begin with my favorite one. <laughs> Crickets! <laughs> Reminds me of our, my show this evening. Oh, really? How what So, no, you, you are you still doing the uh, the Jersey Boys ripoff?
1: Yes, we are. And uh, we were playing Columbus, Nebraska this evening and uh How'd they it go? they well they've just had like major casualties because of this catastrophic flooding. And oh, so geez. I'm not sure that, you know, like a <laughs> Uh, Frank Sinatra, Jersey Boys, uh, Queen medley was really what they were looking for. (laughs) Yes, when your home has been flooded, it's time for some Queen. But we kept asking, like, are they going to cancel the show? Nothing. They held it, and and people came. It's just, it was an energy that I've uh, not really had recently.
0: Well, do you remember when we were on tour um, a thousand years ago, I think it was North Carolina, there was a huge snowstorm, and we showed up at the theater, and it was probably like a 2,000-seat theater, and there was maybe 80 people there for the show.
1: Oh, I do remember. In fact, Keith, uh, in two days, I will be playing Kearney, Nebraska, where I am positive you and I went uh, on tour. I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that your recollection matches up perfectly with what the town is like.
0: But you know what I do remember about that day... Because it was because of the snowstorm and because it was a like Z level tour, we uh, had to travel through the night to get to Mm -hmm. North Carolina in the snowstorm. And the bus driver drove
1: off the road, right? The he fell asleep.
0: Yep. While driving, our bus driver fell asleep while driving a big tour bus. It was really and we all
1: woke up with panic. In fact, it scarred us clearly because we both
0: remember it vividly. (laughs) But not what town or any part of Nebraska. In fact, if you. I could have bet you money. I've never been to Nebraska, but I think you—I probably have been.
1: Yeah, well, we have because we went. We traveled to Kearney. I'm sure we played there. Interestingly, also Keith, and I'm sure you figured yeah. this out also. Um, so I'm playing clearly the same city, so it's the same level type of tour. However, I'm making six times the amount of money they paid me. So Are you really, yes. Yeah, so you're making $180 <laughs> a week. <laughs> yeah, right. Basically. <laughs> Which tells me we were grossly underpaid as 20-some-year-olds. Oh, my
0: God.
1: Yeah, well, but we didn't know. We were 23. We We're so excited. Oh, my God. It we, was fun, though. You had that teal right, sweater. And, we should play... We should... Uh, we're not a video podcast. It wouldn't matter. Nobody could see the, the glory that was your character.
0: No, no. And nobody shall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that DVD is sold online. Do you know that you can buy that CD... On, that DVD online of our tour?
0: Which I... I, I feel like... You know, I, I, I could use copyright law to my advantage to get that scrubbed from
1: the I internet. Know. Forget my porn habits. I just want that video off the internet. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you realize the whole thing's on YouTube too. Oh yeah, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, our the, our entire show is there on YouTube. It in shan't all be of named. It shan't be and, named. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, we have we have uh, gone way off the
1: rails. But rail. I feel like so, that covers our this day in the basement segment
0: I think it, oh, it definitely does yeah uh, so I so I think uh, let's just move our way through yeah let's talk about what we talk about first after the season
1: Most
0: so in season one of the practice there are only six episodes So between the two of us, we have declared 12 different most valuable lawyers. And, uh, who, who would you guess is, is our number one person? Bobby, right? No, Bobby got three votes out of the 12.
1: Oh, Eugene. Eugene.
0: Yeah. Eugene got five, Mm. five. uh, So, so that's, so so here's the question. Like, how are we going to do this? Cause like it's, it should really be about the entire season, not individual episodes. So I I think we should we can take into account uh, who has won for previous things. But when you when you look back, you zoom out all six episodes. <laughs> so stupid to do a Susan recap after six episodes. <laughs> but if you zoom all the way out to about twelve feet, who do you think was the most
1: valuable lawyer? in the practice well okay are we looking at this if we look into the fiction I'd say yes. that Bobby brought home Bobby and um, Lindsay Lindsay brought in that thank you brought in that cigarette <laughs> case which is the only reason the off the, the firm is still afloat really mm-hmm. mm-hmm so as far as the comprehensive whole is is considered I think they would be the MVP
0: well, I I think that's that's a fair bet. It's like most valuable. Well, because because here's the thing we we've talked about the most valuable lawyer being determined from the point of view of the client, mm-hmm. right? Who was most valuable to their client versus who was most valuable to the firm itself? Yeah, and uh, you know, in in terms of like volume of clients that they got off, Eugene won that. However. Eugene's cases were usually the lowest stakes. So are we talking about the highest stakes for the client? This, that, the other thing. But uh, I I, I think I agree with you. In terms of, like, the entire season arc, both from the story standpoint, but also from, like, an artistic standpoint. The case that I thought was most exciting, that had the most impact on the show, and... uh, the most impact on my enjoyment of the show was definitely the cigarette case. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I thought Lindsay's opening, uh, in episode four was probably the best opening or closing in this, in the season altogether. So I'm going to, I'm going to give mine exclusively to Lindsay. Cause you can't split you cop out King, mm-hmm. uh, so I I say Lindsay gets my vote for MVL for season one. If you have to make a choice. I just
1: don't... Bobby's first close was so good. And he's he's moving the chess pieces of the different lawyers. He's pushing the buttons. I'm going with Bobby.
0: Okay. Well, I, I, it's a fair bet, because, you know, Bobby was... Uh, Lindsay did sort of the legal groundwork in terms of getting them their money, but Bobby did the negotiations, which I thought were, were a big deal. So, it's time to move on. You killed your podiatrist or blew the case, but you let a single tear run down your face. You're the best actor on the show. Now, best actor is an interesting one, because... Uh, we've actually picked a lot of guest stars mm-hmm. uh, for the best actors of individual episodes. So, what do you think? Should we allow a guest star to be the best actor of a season, or does it need to
1: be a main cast member? Well, I mean, if we limit it to just main cast members over the this uh, over the course of the seasons, I feel like we've now hamstrung ourselves. You think, or we could segment it. We might be able to say best main cast and then best okay. supporting,
0: best actor, best supporting, best. Yep. All right, all right, best best actor and best guest actor. Okay, yep. I think that's a I think that is a good good compromise. Okay, so let's start with the guest actor. Yeah,
1: yeah we uh, should limit the nominees to people we've already ranked. Obviously,
0: I think it would make sense. Otherwise, we have, um, there's a
1: lot of IMDbing that needs to take place again
0: and we're we're not doing that. It's it's just full disclosure. It's almost midnight. Yeah. <laughs> you just got back from a show. I have a show tomorrow. But
1: we made a vow and thus far we have
0: kept it Keith. We have not skipped. We have we have kept our vow up for 7 weeks and there's only 270 <laughs> to go. So we just need to keep this vow going
1: for the next uh, I got 4 years. <laughs> My 5th anniversary is coming up. I'm not sure I've got it in me to do two marriages, but this
0: podcast is going to go longer than your marriage has
1: gone. Uh <laughs> oh, we were drunk when we decided to do this. Oh, please.
0: Uh all right, but look. We we got to we got to do this. So the uh here are some of the guest actors that we have not the nominees. Here it is. The nominees are Jamal please. Linda Linda Hunt Mm. For the judge and the pilot. Mm-hmm. Jane Atkinson for
1: uh, uh, Archer Mom. <laughs> <laughs> for Robin Hood's mom. Oh man, is, we need to give it a word for most ridiculous plotline. <laughs> we should. Uh, and Jack Lawfer
0: for Bloody Gurgles himself, the uh, the father mm-hmm. and murderer uh Doctor
1: Gerald Braun. Oh man, I looked that up so hard. Well, after much deliberation, I'm, I'm okay. I was. Um, who was uh, Arrow Mom again? Arrow Mom is
0: Jane Atkinson, who we know from House
1: of Cards. Yes, she makes a strong play because some of that schlock was is tough to give a true performance. Will hmm mm-hmm. However, I don't know how you can how you can overlook the amazing multiple graphic intense monologues that Murder Dad, Gurgle Dad gives.
0: Yeah, bloody gurgles really just knock some of that stuff out of the park. So I, I, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on this. That's so a unanimous, unanimous decision. Unanimous decision. Congratulations on your best Guest acting for season one, Jack Loffer. please enjoy your award
1: that doesn't exist on a podcast that barely exists. Can we agree right here in our state that one of us will mock up some sort of a graphic that we can tag these people in on Instagram at least <laughs> as their award? I, sure. Yeah. All right. I'll... I'll...
0: But, but again, because we talked about this before, I don't think I want any of these people listening to
1: this podcast. No, they're not going to listen to it, but they'll be like, "Oh, maybe they'll give it a thumbs up, and then we can say that such and such bloody gurgles, whose name I've already forgotten <laughs> 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 listens to the podcast
0: <laughs> great. So hashtag bloody gurgles. Our dream is Bloody Gurgles, <laughs> whose name I've already forgotten, might like us on Instagram. <laughs> like, that's where... We're going to hit that
1: ceiling soon, guys. Hey, you know what? It's a, a goal's a goal. <laughs> I thought I had something deeper for that, but I didn't. That's about all are I you did. Wait, are, are you a comedian? Uh, I've been called that by people. Some have <laughs> said... Some have said... I'm um, kidding. Uh-huh, some have said... Yeah, you're trumping. Some have said... <laughs> That I'm a comedian. Hashtag, I'm really funny. Hashtag totally vindicated. All right, moving on. <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> all right. All right, so let's let's get to the best actor of our main cast. So the nominations are, uh, you know, it's interesting. We never gave one to Dylan McDermott. But, but I think the nominations should be all the main cast. Agreed. So, agreed. Dylan McDermott. As Bobby Donnell. We need some, like, applause. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get a sound cue for the season two recap in okay. six years. <laughs> <laughs> because season two is a real season. Okay, well, there's their true test. Oh, God, we're going to be so old. All right, Dylan McDermott for Bobby Donnell. Michael Badalucho. God, I really... If we're going to do a <laughs> podcast about the show, I'm going to have to, like, get confident...
1: I just want a quick reminder that you chose the
0: practice. I did. I did. I, I, I'm usually good at this. I can say Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> like, is no he, problem. Is he on Star Trek? No, he's running for president, you dummy. Uh, well. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> Michael Battaluccio, Jimmy Berluti, Jimmy. Lisa Gay Hamilton, you Jamie Washington, mm. Steve Harris playing Eugene Young. Mm. Cameron Manheim mm. playing Eleanor Frutt or Kelly Williams playing Lindsay Dole They've all had moments They have, they have all had moments uh, thus far uh, Steve Harris has one of the twelve uh, Kelly Williams has one of the twelve Cameron Manheim has two Lisa Gay Hamilton has two and Michael Badalucho has
1: one that's right. You gave Jimmy one. Um, I did. It's so hard because Lisa had such a great. She brought it home so hard last night. She finished last wrong. night. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> last week, that sounded way more sexual than I intended it. Um, oh, generally, no. I generally I attend it. Oh no. Um, <laughs> man, it was, she was so good in that episode. But Cameron's been so great too. And so has Steve. Yes, his the little things he does with the the power moves, the tooth the toothpick uh, with the paper clip, the the, yeah. s- the sniffing, just the little choices. Yeah, yeah. So who's it gonna be? Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to defer to you for a minute. Oh,
0: all right, okay. Well, so for me, I think my uh, my my three nominees are going to and 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 i say this with with uh acknowledging cameron manheim's amazing uh performance in i think it was episode 3 which i think i i think if she was given more material i'd probably be voting for her a lot but i feel like she just wasn't given enough material so she sort of gets dq'd for having only one like serious scene uh so I would uh, nominate Steve Harris for the same reasons that you did. I think he's such a strong presence on on screen. He's able to be funny, scary, heartfelt. Like the he, he shows a lot of different colors and I think I'm always happy when he's on on screen. Yeah, you know something good's coming. Yeah, you know it's going to be entertaining. You know it's going to be and he's going to make a choice that both is strong and interesting but also not not over the top. Uh, so well, that, I mean, but that's the writing. the writing, that's the writing, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I mean, over the top from the performance, not the character being a dick,
1: yeah. I would say that, uh, uh, well, let me finish your nominees first,
0: yeah. Uh, so the second one is Lisa K. Hamilton for all the things that we said there. I think she has navigated some pretty bad material and then navigated some fantastic material, uh, and I. I think she's just a really strong actress and I'm excited to see what else she's able to bring. Um, And my third one is Michael Batalucho. I would like Jimmy. The character is written a little bit silly at this point, but he's also an actor that I find so fun to watch. Like his heart is on his sleeve right there. He's a, he's, he's very open. It's very funny. And so I'm, I'm also excited to see him grow uh the, the character because like it, he's giving such a confident performance. Uh so final answer,
1: I'm giving it to Steve Harris. So now I feel bad because <clears throat> um I could have been the first to say it, but I agree. I think why I will I I bring my two my two final nominees down to Steve and Lisa are that they both not only give great performances but they have been able to rise above two things. The first thing they do is that there's been some uneven character development for them. I think mm-hmm. they... It seems like they weren't quite sure where they were going with either of them in the beginning. I feel like they thought uh, Eugene might be more of a the comedic role, and that's kind of deferred to Jimmy now, so he's taken yep. on more dramatic sensibility. And uh, in the beginning... Uh, Lisa Gay Hamilton had almost nothing to do. She was sort of a... She was like Jimmy's housekeeper, basically. Or uh, Bobby's housekeeper.
0: And when she was, like, nosy and
1: annoying. Yeah. And then it's taken a total change. You know, it's a total shift now that she's got some interesting tidbits. Um, She's the heart and soul. She's the moral center. But what they both do, as I've mentioned before, but I think that Eugene does a little bit more, although we're seeing shades of it with her characters, that they also elevate the writing. They make some choices... And they do some things that that bring an extra, you know, it's it's not just the writing. You know what I mean? They're bringing just his glances and his choices elevate everything. I think that's a really good point because
0: they're they're doing a lot of acting between the lines.
1: Yes, exactly. A special shout out to Lisa in that last episode where she all that those pregnancy beats. You know, there's nothing there's nothing written on the page there. That's all her look, you know. Yeah. However, I think Eugene's just had a little bit more time to. Uh, Steve's had a little bit more time, you know, in the writing in this in the series to do it thus far. So I'm interested to see where Carrie goes. I'm, I'm re- our Lisa Gay Hamilton goes going forward. But I think for season one, I think it sounds we're like we're unanimous giving it yeah. to Steve Harris for his portrayal of Eugene.
0: Congratulations on your fake award,
1: which is going so- to be a trophy of a person with an, a fake arrow in its neck,
0: <laughs> with blood spurting out, mm-hmm. like yeah gurgling so all right so before we do the final tire ratings uh i i would like to ask you best moment and most ridiculous moment from this season
1: uh, uh the best or moment best best or worst moment however you want to describe that i actually think i'm going to defer to what i was just blathering on about I think that last just those couple of moments in the pregnancy beat about mm-hmm. her potential abortion yeah. um, I think showed what the show can be at its best um, yeah sure I, a couple of these monologues a couple of these just like poignant monologues about about the, the experience of, of it's not just the courtroom drama right the experience of the victim's family the experience mm-hmm. of being exonerated yet your lawyer didn't believe you right it's yeah, not just yeah. about winning or losing the, 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 the times where we explore the gray area i think have been the best moments in the show um or when they explore you know moral gray areas like with the, with the smoking beats and the that that whole diatribe that whole kind of social commentary i think is it's what pick it, a moment man you, you got you, this isn't an award show you got to pick a moment you're right i'm going to pick uh the uh, the abortion monologue at the end of episode six
0: Okay, so that's best. But I would say I agree with everything you said completely. I think for me, though, it's Lindsay's opening mm-hmm. in episode four in the tobacco case. The water monologue? The, the water monologue. I just, I, I, I loved both the ideas conveyed. I loved the performance. I loved the, the vulnerability built into the water moment, which was both vulnerable and real, but also calculated. And, like that vulnerability was a strategy as well as being true. and i I just thought there were so many different layers there that I thought was both good writing, good directing, and good performance. So now that we've done that, what was what do you think was the weakest,
1: most absurd, uh, most annoying I mean that moment that just like quiet kid murdering his father with a toy arrow, which is a completely just physically impossible let alone bizarre. Now, is that more ridiculous than the uh, quote-unquote, what was the word I'm looking for? The the ransacking of the house, where it's just like, we posted it (laughs) on our Instagram, where she's like, he came and he intimidated us, and it's just like they hung out. He tilted my pictures. Yeah, and he like hung an extension cord. That whole All of that was so heavy-handed and ridiculous that I think some combination there within I'd have to rank.
0: Yeah, well, and and of course, I, for me, I think there there's sort of two moments that really strained credulity. One was Free Willy handcuffed to a smoking oh, little person. Yeah. I forgot all about that. That was really. I love mean, it. Like, yeah, but you know, he'd, the the arrow wouldn't work. No, that all, I think it was the same episode.
1: That whole episode. Can we just put that whole episode in as uh, episode, the? Uh,
0: and and the other, I think the other thing that I've just. Always, you know, sort of makes me wince is the music cue at the end of the pilot. Yeah. The we you know, which which we played in our pilot, you know, where we played the picket fences theme. It was just so heavy-handed and overdone. And and again, you know, it's a pilot, you're still trying to figure out your tone, and they sort of got out of that habit really quickly. But I was it still just feels like very, very jarring. Um okay, so uh that's all great. Now, I, now here's what I, I want. I want sixty seconds from you on your impressions of each of the main characters. Where do you think they're going with these with these characters? What do you think's going to happen? Actually, you know what? What's better? Predictions. In I think, five years, in season six, Bobby Donald
1: will be doing what? He'll be much more mature. I think he's going to be much more seasoned. I think he and Lindsay will be dating. Oh, or, or that we're gonna get like a moonlighting type of relationship, a will they, won't they type of tension, or at least that's what I want to see. I don't know why I want to see it so bad. I also, I also am sort of feeling. That's be- that's, that's because you want to be moonlighting with Kelly Williams. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> I also want to. I want the same thing with Eugene and. Uh, oh my god.
0: And Rebecca, Rebecca or Cameron, Rebecca. or Rebecca. Eleanor, or Rebecca.
1: Rebecca, okay. Eugene and Rebecca, right. I, I sent something there too. Now. Can they do two of those? I don't think it works. But um, okay, I think we're going to continue What's... to see Eleanor's dating life. I think that's going to be a, a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe her and Jimmy get together. Maybe it's a it's a it's an office trip triple up.
0: <laughs> I love how you're like matching up the types.
1: <laughs> no, well, yeah, I guess ostensibly, <laughs> but I just uh, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think so. That, what I think we're going to take on more big kind of big kind of cases. I don't think we've seen the last of Big Tobacco. Yeah. Um, I predict a little more... I would like to think that we're going to get a little bit more cohesion with the main arcs and a little less uh, story of the week type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know that it's... I had read somewhere that at some point it shifts a little bit less about the sort of machinations of the law firm and becomes more about the actual courtroom drama, so... Interested mm-hmm. to see how that plays out as well. Because okay. that's what I would say it's at its weakest currently is when there's the them all huddled in an office discussing strategy. They've yet to find their footing with that. It always comes across a little ham a little hammy and a little heavy handed.
0: You mean like when all of them shout at each other at exactly the same moment, like nobody does in real life?
1: Yeah, and they like discuss the definition of legal stuff where you're like, eh, they probably knew that going in.
0: Yeah, well, well, and that's—I think especially with a legal show, just the handling of the exposition and getting us dumb audience members to understand some of these legal concepts—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a little—it's difficult. So it'll be interesting to see how that that handles, how that works out. Okay, well, you know what? I think it's time for us to make are some very important decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to. How many spare tires this episode gets? So, how many spare tires does this season get? And I will tell you that uh, my average of episodes was 6.95, almost a 7. Yours was 6.58. So I liked the season a little better than you did. In a hole, but our combined average was six point seven. So,
1: I have high hopes. I've, I'm, 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 I got left on a, a positive note. I'm very excited about where things are going. I'm a little disappointed in how we finished the season. I thought the season finale wasn't as strong. the fi, the The close of the big case, at least. Yeah. As we discussed before, they would. I think it would have been stronger to go out with big tobacco. So that. I felt a little bit of a dip, a a little bit of disappointment in that kind of thing. And so I know I'm also, I also have the hindsight to know how long it runs. So it must, I think it must find its footing a little more. Judging completely on just the six episodes we've seen, which is, uh, which is honestly a short season, but I'm going to round down and I'm going to give season one six spare tires.
0: Season one, six spare tires. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think a lot of that rationale makes sense. Um, you know, I think for a first season, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, the, if you go up against some other, like, real classic series, like, say, Star Trek The Next Generation, the first two seasons... Time out. ...were good. I know. Unnecessary Star Trek reference! The line must be drawn here! Yeah! this far no father no father no uh yeah so the the, like, the first couple of seasons of that were just dismal and then it found its footing and became this legendary show um so by that standard it's so much better it is so much closer to what it's going to be and and so and, like it's the, it's a watchable show right away like we're, you know, it's it's gonna get really cool moving forward, but like it's a pretty strong showing for a first season, mid season pickup. Uh that said, if five is an average season, you know, I think I'm I'm with you. I'm also gonna give it a six. Um, you know, room to grow. It's sure footed, it's better it's a better than average season. Um, but I'm, ex- you know, I'm very, very excited about what's coming up. Like kind of next season, we have some pretty exciting stuff, which you don't know about. I don't. But, I'm very excited uh, about it. I mean, uh, coming up really soon, we're going to get a visit from John Larroquette, <whistles> which is going to be amazing. Um, and a, you know, a whole bunch of other good guest stars and good storylines, many of which I haven't seen in a long, long time. Um. But we'll be seeing a lot of our uh, the people that we've met coming back. Some of our secondary characters. We'll be doing a lot of who's that judge and Ooh, I know goodness. that lawyer from somewhere that we're actually going to have known
1: from somewhere. It'll be previous on this show. And you're not going to say they've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> so I think Keith, you weren't aware that I was going to do this, but I want you to go ahead and play yeah. appeals and objections because I have an op. I have something I'd like to discuss.
0: Okay, great. Be an appeal. Objection! So hit this, me with a late, ep- late in the in the episode objection.
1: Well, this is not an objection. This is appeals and objections, and appeals are a good time for reflection and re-examining the evidence. And so, I think okay. this would be a good idea to maybe reflect on some of. What we've gone through in the season here, some maybe some of our life choices, some call out some of the funny things we've done, and uh, maybe discuss <laughs> going f- further how we w- how we hope maybe we can streamline and uh, improve.
0: Oh, fair enough. I, l- I love how you threw that to me. Like, let's talk about how you can improve, Keith. <laughs> no, 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 I think that we <laughs> no, gotta continue
1: on with what we do best, which is make stupid bumpers. I think that needs to continue.
0: Oh, um, absolutely. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'd like to, like, you know, there's plenty of more opportunities for stupid jingles and bumpers. I feel like we must redouble our effort to scour these things for terrible extras.
1: Yes, I feel like that's really, we've really mined some gold there, and I think there's so much more. So we need to really, um, I'm considering, for that very reason, pre-watching the episodes. Oh my goodness. And I don't know, I'm I'm really on the fence about it. That's kind of where my big uh, intrinsic battle is taking place.
0: Well, you know, I I think you should. And I'll tell you why. Because, And I think there's some value that we've mined out of you not having done it. Because uh, it's, it's fun to get your reactions in real time. But most of them I'm watching on video. <laughs> and so I'm seeing your face, but we can't hear your face. Mm, good point. Um, you know, and I think it helps with... You know, if if we're talking over stuff, you don't miss segments. Yeah, I and think miss you're right. some
1: of the nuggets. I think you're right. I think that uh, in my in my search for comedy, I've uh, maybe short shifted myself a little bit on some actual discussion we could have on topics. I think
0: that's, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's a I think that's a good way to improve it.
1: I also feel that I've really let down our public, our listener, um, dear listener, uh, by Sorry, listener continually promising. The mad mad beats of my nineteen ninety ska band, and never yeah, really playing it. What played. the hell? Why have we not heard from? What, what is the name of your band? Space Eight Mafia.
0: Space Eight Mafia. Hmm. So, are, so are you committing to me right now on air that after we finish this episode, there's going to be an original track from Space Eight.
1: Mafia. I am royalty free. In fact, <clears throat> my, the well, only issue that exists is that it's on CD, and I'm not quite sure. I might have to actually record it with my phone from a CD player, so I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't have an
0: MP3 of it anywhere.
1: Uh, this was early. This is early days. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long time ago. But uh, we did get Follow Spot podcast on there last last week, so I will I will oh, okay. I will commit to playing uh, Space Eight Mafia's hit jam. Wait for the sun or something, whatever, whatever I can find.
0: Fantastic. And will you also commit to not pimping our 10-year-old podcast <laughs> at the end of every episode? Yeah. Uh, that just, is not
1: available anywhere. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> All right. Well, any other thoughts about season one? No, I really enjoyed season one. I was, I was going in, I was a little fearful that it was going to be ho-hum, but it is anything but that.
0: Yeah. So excited for uh so next week wherever you are in the world we're going to be per- we're going to be recording the season premiere of The Practice season 2 entitled Reasonable Doubts
1: oh, which so begins I so guess go ahead. I guess we're done with the numbering convention.
0: Yes, we're we're done with that. I I think whatever intern did that has been fired. Yep. And now they're just going to treat it like a real show and not have episode two be entitled part one not have a part two and skip right to part three uh so yeah so we're gonna do it so um uh, i think that's it kids we will see you next week for the out of practice podcast
1: if you want to get in touch with us feel free to send us an email at out of gmail at gmail.com. Or visit our anchor page at anchor.fm/slash out of practice podcast. Or you can check out our extra, extra blog at
0: uh, 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 out of practice podcast.blogspot.com. Ooh, I, I got it.
1: So do all of those things. Uh, I'd like to send my heartfelt appreciation to the Midwest and Nebraska, all of the victims of the flooding that's taken place out here.
0: And I would like to uh, send out my love to the victim of our podcast sitting behind us who just had to listen to your half of our podcast.
1: Keep. I guess speaking of questioning life choices, why do you listen yeah. to the end of the credits person?
0: Why do I listen to the end of the credits?
1: No. Why does oh, this? Our oh, listener. Oh, listen? You're asking me. No. <laughs>
0: Why do I listen? Because I wrote it and I love the sound of my
1: own voice. I have a podcast. You always listen. Laser sounds. Laser Laser sounds. sounds.
0: What is Wisdom of One? Wisdom of One is the story of me, the brave and powerful hero SkankRoss7 and counting. Wisdom of One, there's like all these crazy adventures that we go on.
1: It always has something new.
0: This podcast has many, many personality disorders and evidence. See if you can spot them all. The one telling the story is shockingly repressed. It's yet another Dungeons & Dragons comedy podcast. Interrupted by long stretches of grunting from Dagon and pointless NPC nonsense you should skip through. Sometimes it's just more fun than real life. I guess. So find us on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a listen, rate and review us. We need your help there for sure. Wisdom of One. Failure is a way of life.
1: Charisma of 20.